This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Any news today, Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Bang, Rosie. That's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie! Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhaus. Welcome in. It is episode number 59 of the Rosie Report. Jim Rosenhaus along with you as we recap Tuesday night's events in Houston. A 9-3 Astros win as they take the first two games of the series with the Tribe. We'll hear from Indians manager Terry Francona shortly, and we'll have a visit with Daniel Johnson, Indians outfielder who hit his first major league home run on Sunday. But first, the numbers game, episode number 59. So we take a look at Cleveland Indians who have worn 59, and most recently, the fine career of Carlos Carrasco wore number 59 proudly from the time he broke in back in 2009 with the Tribe through last season, and of course now with the New York Mets. But uh, interesting to look back at some other number 59s in Cleveland history. Jim Tomey, when he first came up back in 1991, was issued number 59, and of course he switched that uh, later on in his career, but uh, opened in the major leagues with number 59 on his back, and then of course most recently Carlos Carrasco wearing it proudly for the Indians. So there it is, episode number 59 underway, and a tough one last night for the Tribe as they fell behind 9 nothing. Jose Altuve, on the 10-year anniversary of his debut in the major leagues, hit a pair of home runs as he continues to just torture Indians pitching uh, with a grand slam in the series back in Cleveland earlier in the month. And uh, now the, the two home runs in Tuesday night's game that really seemed to turn the tide a little bit. Tristan McKenzie was on the mound for the Indians, and Terry Francona talked about his performance after the game. You know, you know <laughs> a lot like last night, I think it was four innings and you know 10 base runners and saying that you know he was aggressive with his fastball and that to me is probably first and foremost really important and he didn't shy away from it even as there was traffic okay so that was good just you know he's facing a really deep experienced lineup and, and they've made our you know our two young guys they've made them work so hard to get everything you know they're looking at you know they're in the fifth inning and it's closing in on 100 pitches because they're just so many deep counts. Bobby Bradley, uh, is this a, something that he's been dealing with prior to tonight? No, he tweaked his back on that uh, on that relay throw where he threw the third. He felt something pinch, so just didn't think it made sense to try to have him grind through one more at bat. Tonight was Altuve's 10-year anniversary for making his first start. Just could you talk about what he did tonight, just what kind of player he's been? Yeah, I mean, I, I would have been happy just clapping for him before the game, acknowledging his 10 years. He didn't need to do that. But, I mean, he's a pretty incredible player. And 
you know, I, I think, you know, I don't care how tall he is or how tall he isn't. He's a really good player and he's been a good player for a long time. And I don't like seeing him beat us like that, but he's, he's good for the game. Has, has Birdo ever taken ground balls or anything at first base? Uh, yeah, he, and I think it's back probably at Florida gateway or somewhere, but, you know, um, we asked him that, you know, and he said, I've, I've done it. That was all we needed to hear. Cause at that point we're just trying to, you know, finish the game and not get anybody hurt. You know, what, what did you think of Garcia, their guy? I thought he was really good, really good. Um, you know, velocity cutter breaking ball. He, he got, he has the whole, I mean, you look at his numbers, way more strikeouts than innings, less hits than innings. He's, he's, He's got good stuff. I can see why his numbers are where they are. He's 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 really good. Seems to have a like an unusual kind of delivery. Does that take time to adjust to? You think hitters? Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's his delivery. I think it's his pre-pitch. What you're talking about, which really doesn't have anything to do with the delivery's sound. I, I just that's just pre-pitch. Boy, and Garcia was tough. Six scoreless innings for the Astros, who won it by that nine to three final. Daniel Johnson with another good night at the plate, and, and he hit his first home run in his major league career on Sunday in Oakland in front of family and friends, so a, a nice opportunity to visit with him recently and talk about that day on Sunday and the first major league home run, plus how things have been going so far at the plate. Coming up and starting to make some progress at the plate. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's uh, nice you know, get that first one out of the way. Now you know just go out there and play. And you do it at the Oakland Coliseum. Explain to the fans why is that doubly special, not just to hit your first major league home run, but do it there. Uh, you know, as a kid growing up, I'm from Oakland, California. So, uh, you know, uh, being from there, I always be at the, go to the games when I was a little kid, you know, sit in the stands. Um, but now to play there and get in between those lines, you know, I hit my first home run there with my family there, it was just like icing on the cake. It's a blessing. You mentioned going there. T- take us back. How old were you, and, and, and who would go to these games, and, and how would you get there? All that kind of good stuff. I was back in elementary school, and I used to go to the games. Me and my cousins, a group of four or five of us, would you know take the BART, a couple exits down, and you know go to the games. Why baseball? Why was that uh, so much fun for you? Uh, we just liked to go to the games, honestly. You know, uh, it was the only one we could really go to that was like pretty much safe. Like you know, we couldn't go to like the basketball Warriors games. There was too many people, too much going on. So the A's were like you know a safe environment for us to go at that time. And did you have some favorites on, on those clubs? Uh, Jermaine Dial, was a big fan of. So uh, you come back up this time around, and, and I've talked to Bobby Bradley about it and some others, that you, you come up that first time and it can be an adjustment, and then each time you come back it seems like it's a little bit easier. Are you finding that? And if so, what are some of the areas where you feel like you've made some adjustments to have success? Uh, really, it's just it's just adjusting from the minor leagues to the bigger leagues. You know, each, coming up each time, you kind of get more more comfortable. You know, playing up here, and then getting those you know constant uh, starts each day. You know, playing every day, you get even more and more comfortable. So, you know, as I keep going and keep playing, I you know I get more and more adjusted. And at the plate, it seems like you have some good success when when you're using the whole field. I know obviously you hit one deep yesterday, but is that a big key too to to try not do too much sometimes at the plate? Yes, for sure. It always is. You know, just want to you know be yourself you know play your play your game that you played you know before you even got here you know um simplify everything you know use the whole field and let your let your tools work for you the home run was obviously a, a thrill i'm sure but two big plays defensively in the outfield and and how much pride do you take in your defense and how much work do you do to to be a good defensive outfielder uh, i take much pride i do hitting you know I, uh, it's equal um i work you know day in day out with huddy um the outfield coach you know 
uh, getting adjusted to uh, certain fields I haven't played at, you know, just ground balls every day, fly balls, you know, just, you know, making sure I'm always on my toes out in the outfield. Did you have to do much adjusting in Oakland, or did you know that like the back of your hand because um, of growing up there? I mean, it, it was looking at it was nice, but like going out there and actually like playing there, I'm like, yo, this is kind of different. Like it's, <laughs> it's not what I expected it to be. So it was, it was had a lot of dimensions to it. So I had to definitely get adjusted to it. And some nice wins for the team. You come up recently. How closely do you follow what's going on up here so that when you get here, you can hit the ground running and, and feel a part of it? Oh, we you know watch all the games when we can down in AAA. Um, we always have the games on. We usually play at like different times sometimes, so we always have the games on while our games on. So you know we're always following each day. And the the feeling this weekend, a, a really good series win for the Tribe against a good ball club in Oakland, and and you're a big part of that. A lot of young players had a big part in that, and and how satisfying is that? with some other players kind of in the same position as you trying to make their way in the big leagues? It's nice, you know. It's definitely nice to be able to contribute to a team win like that, you know, especially when it's, uh, you know, a handful of the guys who are also contributing, doing uh, big things, big plays, big hits, you know, it makes it even better. That's Daniel Johnson, one of several young outfielders getting an opportunity now with the Indians due to injuries to veterans, and uh, we'll see how long that takes place, but a uh, nice opportunity for DJ and, and Bradley Zimmer to make some noise. Oscar Mercado's been getting in there too. So uh, some good opportunities for young outfielders to get some playing time with the Indians. That's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup episode number 59. Thanks to Bart Swain, Courtberry Tripp, Austin Controllis for all of their help. As uh, we move forward with the Rosie Report, we'll have another one soon. But uh, thanks as always. I'm Jim Rosenhouse, and we appreciate you downloading and listening to the Rosie Report. This has been the Rosie Report.